0: Let's get into it. Uh, Joe Judge, we were talking, I think it was our last segment last night, actually, that Joe Judge, we were surprised that his name was not on the list of the well, coaches. I didn't think coaches. he was out of the woods, though. No, was, I agree. Right. I, I didn't and think I think I even mentioned, we mentioned it could happen some right. other time this week, and it happened today. And look, the bottom line is this, Rob. I think even if they had not done this today, let's say they – went into their GM search and Joe Judge was still standing. You have got to give your next GM the power to move on from Judge if he wants. Because if he if if he doesn't like Judge and then after a year he gets rid of him because the head, you know the owner wants him to keep Judge, that sets you back a whole year. But then right?
1: let me say this. Yeah, th- let me say this. That's what they did in Detroit. They hired Bob Quinn. From the Patriots as the GM. He kept Jim Caldwell, Chris, for one year. Remember, they won they went nine and seven. He right, was saying nine and seven? And and, and nine enough. and seven isn't good <laughs> enough. Remember that? It, it, ain't, it ain't good enough. Yeah. Then he goes out and hires Matt Patricia, the pencil, from New England as well. Mm-hmm. And and I bring this up because this fits in with what we're talking about. And Joe Judge is another one of these Bill Belichick disciples. Can we stop with the disciples? When will people <laughs> learn, Chris? Bill Belichick's coaching tree is dead. Is firewood. Come on, guys. Stop it. It's like the Sean McVay. Anybody who had a cup of coffee and a sweet roll, they were given a job to. Stop with Bill Belichick's disciples. These guys think they're Bill Belichick. You know, Flores is, un, is under that tree too, Chris, and he had probably the most success, well, look, or one of the most success, right? From, uh, from your a former Bill point, Belichick.
0: I can read you the seven Belichick disciples and how they've done, if you want it. Yeah, I want I it. I know you were mid because, rant, so
1: I don't want to interrupt you. No, because I'm done with the Belichick stuff. I just, All I, right. if I'm an owner or general manager and, and stop, you know, like, like they threw out Jim Caldwell. And it was uh, a New England front office guy hiring a New England coach. And they're going to bring in all these Patriots, ex-Patriots rejects. And it was a disaster. How many times you got to really do that? It really was a
0: disaster. It was a disaster. From the, from the backwards hat to the pencil, pencil. to everything else. <laughs> to, the, to the press conferences with the media. Everything. But here, here's the Belichick coaching three, tree. For those that. Might think Rob is hating. He's not. This is just fact. Romeo Cronell, 32 and 63, one winning season, never made the playoffs. Josh McDaniels, big name. A lot of people love Josh McDaniels. Uh, 11 and 17, no winning seasons. And don't forget, Chris, he got
1: busted by the league for recording team signals. Remember that? That's what the. He got caught recording team signals in London and the
0: owner of the Broncos was furious that's how he wound up right, getting fired right right uh, here's another one Matt Campbell 13 29 and 1 zero winning seasons Eric Mangini who we love but 33 and 47 two winning seasons that puts him near the top a one playoff appearance Joe Judge, 10-23, zero winning seasons. And here are the two most successful. I mean, you you might put Mangini in there. You, we'll see. But the number one, the one guy that really has been successful, and his legacy there was tainted a bit, Bill O'Brien, 52-48. and 48, That's barely over 500. But five winning seasons in Houston, Rob, and four playoff appearances. And he won two playoff games. I mean, O'Brien was pretty good. He couldn't get him over the hump. No, but he got four out
1: of five playoffs. That's what I was talking about when people were trashing the Texans. And I was like, dude. They go to the playoffs. Let's not act like they did not gone to Yeah, I agree. Like, to act
0: like they were this horrible franchise. Franchise was not
1: fair. I, and, I and to be they, honest,
0: I throw Deshaun in that group. Now I know they got a new regime and O'Brien's gone and he right. doesn't like the new regime, but still, they're not a joke franchise. Exactly. You don't make the playoffs four
1: out of five years with the coach and, and you're a terrible franchise. And then who's the other guy?
0: Flores? Here's the other one, Brian Flores. 24 and 25, which doesn't sound magical. However... His last two seasons, right? Remember his first he was there three years. Right. His first season there, they won five games. Everybody thought they were gonna tank the whole season. Tank for right? two or was it? Right. That was it. That was, the, it. That was that. the theme. And he rallies them and they win five games over the second half of the season. And now you're thinking, okay, this dude is pretty good. And then they the the sec, the last next two years, including this one. They have winning seasons. He goes nineteen and fourteen over his last two years, and Rob, he is the first coach in Dolphins history, or it's for the Dolphins, right, since two thousand and three, to win uh, to have back to back winning seasons. Think about it. No, it's been a bad. So he franchise. didn't get fired right. for his football coaching. No, he got, they, and they the can't the stories get along are out with him now. Exactly, but. it's the relationships. Didn't get and, along with and, the GM. And you know didn't what? get along with Tua.
1: But but part of that, Chris, too, is he fired a lot of assistants. He was
0: tough to get along with. Man, that was the thing that, look, GM and and the coach aren't getting together or getting along. I might say, well, you could pick either side, right? But when you have had four offensive coordinators in four years and I think two defensive coordinators, then, you know, Rob, it's like, if you get married and divorce four times, it's you. Nah. No, you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's
1: I you. you I, I hate one, to say it have, that way. No, but you but, can have one or bad, one or two, you know, yeah, where things don't yeah. go right. In my case just one and it always right. Be just Right. So we one, don't know. So the ver- the
0: jury's the out. The on jury's you. out Who's on me. Who's fault it right. was. I don't know. I'm a great guy. <laughs>
1: Who wouldn't want to be married to me? Are you kidding? Me? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh but um <laughs> No, you're right, and and that's what I'm saying. There's too much movement there. Those are people that he hired, Chris, or at least had a hand in hiring. So for him to move away from those people, tells you that's that there's right. friction that, yeah. and relationships. Okay, so
0: I so think that's it what is. they saw. So I, I think Romeo. I mean, uh, Bill O'Brien clearly number one on the Belichick tree. You can make an argument for Mangini. Man, genius. Um, He did have two winning seasons and a playoff appearance. Or you could make an argument for Brian Flores because he had the better overall record. But uh, bottom line, Rob, as you said, if you just think, oh, I'm hiring a Bill Belichick disciple. Oh, this guy's been in the trenches with Belichick. Oh, he's been in the meetings. He he knows how Belichick does it. He's going to bring that culture to us. That Patriots way. Yes. Right, right. Is that part of the problem, though, Rob? Because Belichick, and you know, I, look, I say he's the GOAT. But, and I comp- I've always compared New England under Belichick to Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA. I think they're the, the same. All right? And Popovich is a hard-driving coach, not great with the media. Same with Belichick, right? And Popovich would always tell you, Rob, he would thank Tim Duncan for allowing him to coach him. Because you got an all-time great, your best player, and he's allowing you to yell at him, not really give him superstar treatment. And everybody else has to fall in line. Same thing with Belichick. He had Tom Brady. Brady allowed him to coach him. And even once he became a superstar, and he that made everyone else fall in line when you got this guy who's won all these Super Bowls, letting a guy yell at him and coach him hard and all that. But, Rob, you think Popovich will even make the playoffs again? Right. I mean, Duncan's gone. And Pop used to always say, I'm I'm retiring when he's gone. Maybe he should have, because he first have, but good. You know what? It's hard he to give up Ka- that Kawhi. It's
1: hard to give up that long paper, man. Right, right. It, exactly. You know, it's easier said than done. When you're making that kind of money, Chris, and, and you're like, "Oh yeah, uh, no uh, doubt, uh, I'm
0: giving it up." I but do he, want to give he's, up. Look, you can't, you can't mess with Pop's legacy, Rob. No, no, but, but he I'm, ain't helping it. I, I mean, it, I, I you think, know, think it's and always, He lost Kawhi. Remember, Kawhi wasn't buying that style.
1: Yeah, Kawhi. And that Leonard. was the first and, and, time and, that there was a break of ranks, yeah. uh with Pop, and you you had to look at it, and the guy was talking about his own personal household. So. so there's something there. Chris, before 877-99 on Fox, I want to throw that out, but I want to give a, perf- uh, a, a quick message because people on Twitter are already like, are you going on vacation for a week? No, I am not. Chris and I will be on the show every day, even though I'll be in New York as well, okay?
0: Absolutely.
1: So we'll Absolutely. both be on the show uh, all five days.
0: You should come over to the crib and do it from uh,
1: the studio. Yeah, but you, you got. Is it, it? Do I have to bring my own Lysol and wipe everything down? I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, y'all got actually, COVID around yeah, the no. house. That dog might have
0: COVID. Oh, she's not here. No, <laughs> oh, the daughter's yeah. not here. Yeah, she's still out of the state. She couldn't travel. You know. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Kyrie Irving played his second game with the Nets last night. They lost, surprisingly, to uh, an injury-ravaged Portland Trailblazers team. But uh, Kyrie Irving did his normal thing, 20-something points. And uh, after the game, Chauncey Billups. Rob, Chauncey Billups gave Kyrie mad love, mad praise. And Kyrie's awesome. But here's what he said. Kyrie is just, he's a wizard, man. He's must-see TV. I personally think, as somebody that played the position, I think Kyrie's the most skilled player that's ever played that position. Just straight skill. Nothing else, just straight skill. I think he's the best that I've ever seen at that position, skill-wise. Rob, your thoughts. I'd rather hear yours because I wasn't that moved
1: by it. I mean, I I, I think um, when you talk about a point guard,
0: let me hear what you have to say and then we'll go. Well, I think that's more that you, less about you being unmoved and more about whatever that food is in your cheek. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's all gone. It was a little salad. Is that you know, a Susie have... Q or no, something? I, no, it was a you salad. A Susie I'm Q? off the
1: Susie Q's. It's a salad. Some no. ho or something? No, no, no. It's all gone. Tweekies. But go ahead. I, I think, I think um, you know, Chauncey, they were playing the Nets. And, you know, like, this happens a lot with coaches and people Not come to this. town. No, Not but I'm this. just saying. Yes, we heard what, I mean, or, or what was it? Who was the coach Washington, who said... Uh, uh, oh, Scotty Brooks. Scott Brooks, who coached Westbrook, said no, he's right. the second-best he point to, right And then he's like, he's the, the greatest point crazy. guard. I mean, I've heard second I've best. heard these yeah. things,
0: right. So, but go ahead. I, I'd like to hear your
1: take on some. the first.
0: Well, look, Kyrie, and you know, I, I, I am a huge fan of Kyrie Irving's game. And he has incredible skills. I've said I think I was one of the first, and I don't know, maybe the first. I don't know. But... He's got the best handle in NBA history. I firmly believe that. I stand by that. And he is. Chauncey was right. Must see TV. Like, the dude is fun to watch because his handles are crazy. He's a great shooter. He's a great finisher. Rob, we say it a lot. Arguably, arguably, the best finisher among point guards at the rim. And I don't think that's definitive. There's no doubt doubt to me. Like, to me, that's not a debate. Like, around okay. the basket and the I'm going to give you a name I think is a debate, debatable, but uh, he's up there. But, Rob, I think Chauncey went too far because skills, I mean, that includes shooting, obviously. It includes passing, obviously. And not just handle, not just moves. Kyrie's got tremendous moves, but that's not just all that skills is. And so I, I I don't mind. I'm not mad at you if you want to throw Kyrie in the conversation. But I got two guys I will put ahead of him. And the first one, and this is the one I'm going to challenge you on with Kyrie's finishing at the rim. And he's great. But Isaiah Thomas in Detroit, the, the legendary Isaiah Thomas. And handle. Okay, I give Kyrie a slightly slight edge over that. Some of it, they allow you to carry today, and you know all that stuff. And Kyrie's great with it. He doesn't carry as much as a lot of these dudes. A lot but of guys you know, carry all the time. Oh yeah, and that that back in the day, that you know, you had to dribble like with I, your hand. I told on top you once, Chris, slightly on the side of the ball.
1: I covered it uh, a playoff game where Michael Jordan got called for real for three carries in the game. Like, yeah,
0: I remember you know saying that. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, that's this,
1: I still couldn't believe it. You know what? I, but right. a lot of guys
0: carried. Uh, and not not like they didn't carry like they do today. Though. No, no, no. But they I mean, never you called it is what palm, I, I would just your, shocked. Your, your hand is under the ball a lot. Right. And dudes, you know, like when they cross you over, a lot of times there's a pause. Like, literally, a pause for a split second. And then, and your right. hand's under the ball right, and then you go back the other way. So, but I'll give Kyrie the advantage. But Isaiah, obviously, a better passer. Kyrie's a career 5.7 assists per game guy for his career. And I don't say I understand that that doesn't mean – I think he's a really good passer, but he's not anywhere near the top in terms of point guard passing skills. All right, so there's that. Isaiah's a better passer. And here's what I'd argue, Rob, finishing. Isaiah, as you know – was also a great finisher. And I think he was smaller than Kyrie. But, you know, it was close, but I think he was smaller. But he had to finish, Rob, when first of all, there's probably six to eight people in the paint with you. You know, there's about six guys in there, three of your teammates and three opponents. I mean, it, it was just crowded back in the day in the lane. And that's how you had to finish back then, and he could do it. And, Rob, you know this, there was always the threat lingering that you might get hammered remember when Carl Malone did to him yeah i remember that just straight that. elbow that isaiah's what forehead eye whatever it was but he split his face open and he had to get stitches so i think i would have. when they
1: argue, got the ball out on the side oh, right no. exactly no. it
0: was it was a foul it was it was like okay foul malone Slide out take side out. <laughs> right out right. but so i put isaiah up there so i'd say isaiah had more skills and then this is one I'm gonna put Steph Curry ahead of him too. Because obviously Steph's a better shooter. I think Steph's a better passer. I'll use assist numbers, although that again, that doesn't mean that, you know, who's the better passer? But Steph's a career six and a half assists a game, game a night guy. And Kyrie's only averaged more than six and a half assists once one season in his career. Steph doesn't get to showcase his skills a lot of times other than shooting because of their offense he's always running around off screens and, and moving without the ball so he doesn't dribble as much as Kyrie Steph has one of the best handles ever too not as good as Kyrie but his handle is phenomenal too and he's well, he a very loses good the finisher ball in big
1: spots out of bounds he had well
0: that. he did once okay um but he 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 has a tremendous handle um and and like i said i think he's a better passer obviously a better shooter uh, and he's a great finisher, too. I give Kyrie the advantage, but Steph can finish, too. But just a better shooter at every level. So I would put him ahead of Kyrie, too. But that that's where I, I'm at on it, Rob. And, and I look, skills is hard because, first of all, skills. I mean, Rob, who was more skilled, David Robinson or Shaq? David Robinson. Okay. But every minute of every day, you're taking Shaquille O'Neal. You know what right. I'm saying so yeah, but I don't skills. think I don't,
1: but but I, but I don't think that that's what he's just talking about uh, a skill set, you know like, and I think that there's a difference. I don't think you'll argue with me, I don't. If I tell you that Aaron Rodgers has a better skill set than Tom Brady, would you argue with me on that? Skill set, not accomplishment, skill set. Uh I might argue with you. okay. I I didn't think you would argue with me on that. I'm just talking about arm strength, accuracy, uh, being able to run for first down, quick release. You know what I mean, and stuff like that. More athletic. I just I'm talking about. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just really would like to think about it. Okay, I'm just saying like it's a difference between skill set and who's the best player or who's he. And and I think
0: well, uh, right. And I agree, but I'm just I'm I'm bringing that up to say. How much does that really matter? No, Wait, but I all think, of these guys but, are
1: skilled. Yeah, but I just think that sometimes you look at people and you just say, "Man, they do everything right. They just know how to. They can make the long pass. They can. They can uh, shoot. They can dribble. They can finish at the rim. He can shoot a three pointer. He can. He can shoot mid range. Whatever it is. I'm. It's just like what so can why you do? Wouldn't with, they have can you as dribble? Much success? Well, because there's, also other, there's other circumstances. Because there's other circumstances that can uh, also <laughs> affect you. So it's not, I mean, we like to think it's not tennis where it's just you. You know, there are other things and no, other I reasons. No, I get that. But, some, but a lot of it's you. Yeah, but not like, all lot It's
0: them. like when Steve Kerr came out and said, Kevin Durant's the most talented player ever. I said, that's an insult to Durant. Because if he's the most talented player ever, then why hasn't he achieved more? As much as he's achieved, he's achieved great. Well, and he but it's, works still hard. T- it's
1: still a team game, though, Chris. I mean, I, he well, could play. He I, could right, win but, more
0: MVPs.
1: But he could. I mean, he's he got could, one MVP. I understand, but I'm just saying, I don't think that it's it's that easy. I I, I hear I I your but point. But if you're, if you're the I don't most think if you have a great player, skill set. Yeah, I, I just don't think that there are great players who've never won. That doesn't mean they're not great players.
0: But we, Charles Barkham do, is a great player. He never. Nobody won. said you're not great. But if you told me Charles Barkley was the the most talented player ever, then I would say, well, why didn't he win a championship? I mean, I, that's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not I, saying the you know, greatness I, I can't equate, is it
0: there. I can't but, equate to
1: the. Yeah, I just I don't compute that. Like I don't look at. I mean, because like
0: I I didn't say, and and, and you you kind of cut me off. I'm not saying skill set isn't you know something we can talk about. I'm just saying it doesn't matter all it doesn't matter in who's a better player. Yeah, but that's not so I'm saying I thought why, Chauncey just like, said he
1: had he had what did he say? Do saying? you agree I mean, with Chauncey? Yeah, I agree with Chauncey. So he's the most skilled
0: point guard ever.
1: I, I think the only issue I'll have is whenever you talk ever, it's always hard to match because well, of that's the points what Chauncey that you, said. Well, but because of the point you brought up, but it doesn't mean that if Kyrie was playing in a different era when Isaiah played that he wouldn't adjust his game or he would be used to going to the paint with the big guys. So I, I can't write him off and say that he wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to finish because oh, nobody's I, in the paint now. That? No, I didn't say you okay. said that. I'm okay. trying to say I'm not trying. I'm, I'm looking at it as he is that great of a player that he would have adapted to the style of the game that was being played at the time. I think all great players would. I agree with that. You know, right?
0: I'm asking you: Is he with what we have to compare? Are you on? You're on board with him being the most skilled point guard ever?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to take him if my other choices are Isaiah and um, Steph. I'm going to take him over skills. Yeah, I'm going to take him over. Not who's the better player. Right. I'm going to take him over those two guys. So I. But it's more people available. Those are just the two I named. No, I'm saying over your two choices. Okay, I don't, but what I don't, about I don't, have a, I don't have a look, I don't have a look at everybody in the league or I'm What do just you going tell
0: callers of, when they call up and they they waffle like you're doing right I'm now? I'm not waffling. I said you that are. I'm picking
1: him Is he the him. best,
0: most skilled point guard ever? It's not is he more skilled than Isaiah and Steph. Is he more skilled than every yes, single yes. point guard ever played?
1: Yes, yes, he is. Okay. I'm going to side with Chauncey on
0: this. Right. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Aaron Rodgers is looking like he's headed toward his fourth MVP. Uh, her, Hub Arkish. Notwithstanding, <laughs> but I I even, believe why would you even d- dignify that guy? No, he's been dignified. He's been yeah, everybody's ahead. everybody's commented on Hub. So, uh, but I I believe I don't believe he should be the MVP. I said in the preseason that Tom Brady should be the MVP, and after eighteen weeks of football, I still believe that Rob Parker, Tom Brady. Beat Aaron Rodgers in virtually every statistic. I mean, heck, in passing, he threw for 1,200 more yards than Rodgers. 1,200. He averaged almost 60 yards a game more than Aaron Rodgers. Threw for more touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. By the way, led the league in touchdowns, in yards total, in yards per game. Uh, And didn't have as much to work with. Aaron Rodgers had the better run game. Aaron Rodgers had the best receiver on the two teams. And Aaron Rodgers had receivers drop just 16 passes, while Tom Brady had receivers drop 35. You can't say these are empty numbers because both teams finished 13-4. and So Brady's numbers meant something. Who His numbers the number one, came in the heat has the number one of seed battle. In the NFC? Oh, that's fine. They're, they're, okay, congratulations. No, I'm just sad. But they I'm also got the 11th. They I asked also you a got the, the the Packers. So you're, ah. you're one of those guys. Okay. No, I'm you're asking you. You're one of those guys. I'm okay. asking you. That's I get it. You're go one of those guys. Go ahead. Make guys. your point. Best, no, go no, ahead. Make you your you point. interrupted me. Now you're going to get make mad because I'm going to challenge you.
1: Point. No, make your point.
0: You're one of those guys. Best player on best team. That's it. It's simple. Simple. Okay. Hey, they don't give you a criteria. That's yours. All right, I get a little more nuanced than that. All right, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, their offense was freaking 10th in the league. 26 points a game. Pedestrian! Tom Brady had the second best offense in the league. And it wasn't because of the running game, because the Packers had a better running game. It wasn't because he had an all-world receiver like Devontae Adams, because half of his receiving core got hurt. Gronkowski out five games. Antonio Brown, out, and then acts foolish and out for good. Chris Godwin, out. Leonard Fournette, the running back, out, top running back. Mike Evans missed the game. And still, he got it done. And then there's the narrative. 44 years old. He broke records. And I know that, I'm just saying it can, it's just a feel-good narrative. 44 years old, became the all-time career leader in completions. All-time career leader in yards broke a single-season record at forty-four years old for completions in a season, and then had to work through all the drama that was there in Tampa Bay. What's the narrative for Aaron Rodgers? But football-wise, it's this: he doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't. He is. Uh, the best ever at that. Not throwing interceptions. That's why you in the MVP. Because you didn't throw interceptions. When, when, I vote for the NBA MVP. I've never voted for a guy because he had the best assist to turnover ratio in the league. Eh, he was like 10th in scoring. Uh, Sixth in assists. But hey, he led the league in fewest turnovers. No! That's not enough to win that MVP award. Tom Brady had one bad game. He was the leader until they got shut out by the Saints. Until that, that was the week that changed it all. But let's examine. Let's examine that real quick, and then I'll turn it over to Rob to attempt to combat these incredible points. Tom Brady's game, shut out, They were shut out by the New Orleans Saints. In that game, Tom Brady had a 20.2 QBR, a 57.1 rating. Aaron Rodgers also had a bad game against the New Orleans Saints. A horrible game. It was the first game of the year. and Rob tries to brush it off. They didn't have it since the first game, since the first week. They scored three points, so he was shut out. He had two interceptions to Brady's one. Brady's QBR was 20. Rodgers' was 15. Brady's rating was 57. Rodgers' was 36. So the one game that everybody says, oh, Brady didn't play well, they lost it. Aaron Rodgers against the same team played even worse. Folks... It's about, look, Tom Brady should be the MVP, period, the end. He might not win it, but he should win it. You heard it here first.